What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Welcome to Love Life and All Things Weird with your hosts, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. We have cooked ourselves up a show for you that has uh, triggered us to the moon in the last <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> I'm so proud of us. You know what? This one was your idea. I'm just I saying. know. I was just saying to our producer, Rhonda, like, what the F? Like, why did I choose this topic? You know, because whatever topic we choose, we tend to go through um, so that we can hold space and, you know, talk to the to you people and like maybe, you know, um, share from our own experience. And so, I mean, just in the last hour, I've literally been up against this very, very thing, <laughs> this idea of like, I feel so not good enough and so way over the top too much. So, and, you know, in writing the copy for it, I know it's a lie. You know, I know that it's just a construct of my mind, but I, like, literally have been in it, like, running it, like, crying, like, wondering what the F, you know, like, <laughs> so... So I just am, you know, like it's so interesting sometimes how we, you know, we teach the very thing that we need to know and we need to be reminded of. And, you know, that's what I love about inner work and personal development is that there's always an opportunity to continue to lean in and to continue to go through the next wave and that, you know, I, for one, do not you know, I want anybody to think that I've got it all figured out because <laughs> um, this stuff is so compelling. You know, these lies are so compelling that we tell ourselves. And so, um, so I'm excited for the show because I'm I'm excited for the shift that gets to happen because I'm doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're just doing this shit for us, people. You know the. <laughs> I don't know when it was when I was doing Rapid Eye and all of that in the very beginning, in the early days, where I just had this moment, I'm like, I'm just working on me. Like, mm -hmm. everybody that comes in, right, with whatever they got going on, I'm just working on me, you know, and teaching life skills class every week, every Tuesday for, what did I, how many years did I say? 15 years, right? So every Tuesday for 15 years, um, I... I was teaching life skills, life skills, but in part because I needed to remind myself of the principles through which I wanted to live my life. 
and I needed to remind myself about where I wasn't being conscious. So whatever topic that I had on the docket, um, that was it was up for me every single time. And it's like that. I think that's the really cool thing about being a coach is you basically get paid to do your inner work. It's really fantastic. <laughs> on the one hand, but on the other hand. You know, it's kind of like you said, well, I really love this. And in a way you do, but in a way you don't. And that's true, right? Is that it's like you you go, oh, yeah, this is a great topic. And I know I have things to learn on it. But when it actually comes up in your face, mm-hmm. you know, it's like not as fun, not as comfortable. But in this particular topic, I feel is such at the core of mm-hmm. what stops people from creating the life they really want. It stops people in particular from creating their work on the planet, the impact that they want to be on the planet. Mm-hmm. Because it's like there's this, um, and, and how I look at it is that we have our croc brain, which is the fight or flight part of our mechanism, whose job it is to keep everything the same. And so when we start progressing, when we start expanding, that croc brain will basically throw out all the crap that it knows can basically hook us. And so it's trying to stop the train because Mm -hmm. it's afraid that the train is going to crash. And what better hook than are you enough or, oh, my gosh, if you're not being, if you're not not enough, then you're probably too much. Mm -hmm. What better thing? to bend the mind with and spin out in because it's unanswerable. It's First of all, it's a judgment, so it's not real. Second of all, it's unanswerable. Who could tell you whether you're enough? Who could actually quantify whether you're too much? If you had a jury of 100 people, right, <laughs> they would all have different answers, right? Well, and, and, and they'd have, have different, different answers about different things. You know what I mean? So like one would say, that you're not enough in this area and the other one would and another person would say you're altogether too much in that area. <laughs> so 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 they're they're going to they're going to judge you both ways, right? Not jury. Like they could say, you know, like you're really like you make way too much money. And another one could say you don't make enough. You know what I mean? Like what do you like so it, you could be you can be judged about the same thing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And in, on different days, right? It mm-hmm. switches, right? There's mm-hmm. certain places where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm being too much with my sexual energy, right? It's like, whoa, whoa. And then the very next second, I'm like, oh, my sexual energy's turned off. I'm not enough. I'm not, what's wrong with me? You know, like, it's... <laughs> I really like that voice. It's kind of whiny. Really, really. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's, here's the thing. Is it, it, like, what better way? I mean, this is really tricky, I think, of the crock brain. What better way than to throw us off track than to give us an unanswerable problem that we will spin out Mm -hmm. in for eternity? I've always said this about like I see this about like um like the diet industry, right? It's like you want to stop a powerful woman, actually get get her thinking about her body and whether her image is right or not. And she will she will sidetrack till kingdom come and not step into her power. 
right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I actually think there's like a conspiracy around that. Like, mm-hmm. I hate, I don't like conspiracies per se. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but like, I really believe that that was an invented thing to sure. to actually um, suppress feminine power on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, we will spin out in that shit forever. But I would say, and I think this is why we're feeling it so big, that in my, like, 22 years of coaching and launching people, this is the thing that stops people. This is the thing that has stopped me. This is the thing that still stops me sometimes when I'm like, oh, yeah, wouldn't this be great? I'm going to go do this. And I come right up against it, right up against the portal of stepping through to the other side and it really expanding. And then I hit this uh, energy. And what my mind does, because it feels fearful because I'm up against change, right? I'm up against that expansion. So what the crop brain does is it interprets those sensations in a particular way, and it interprets it in a way that will throw me off track. For some people, it's the word wrong, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm wrong, right? And mm-hmm. that's the thing they'll spin out in. But I feel like for me, and I think for you too, that this this pendulum swing between I'm not enough and I'm too much has been our basic whole life. <laughs> it is totally. If you, you know, would you say that that's true like, yeah. over the course Absolutely. of your life? Yeah, totally. Absolutely, 100%. This is, a, this is the thing that I run. Because as a kid, you know, I never felt like I was enough. Um, but then I was always, like, too loud or too truthful or too... Um, you know, so it, I mean, it started when I was really young. It's really interesting that you talk about that you're going up to this portal of change because I was just, um, posting in on Facebook and this whole thing from Catherine McIntosh came up, her meme that says intensity tends to show up right before we are about to change. And so Mm -hmm. that's something that Mm -hmm. just showed up on my, on my um, feed, right? Which is so perfect. Thanks, Catherine. Love you. Um, we're going to, we're, 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 uh, we have an Airbnb with her in Rome at Maestro. So we're going to see her in probably like a week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How cool is that? How cool is that? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. love you. We'll see you in Rome. Um, but, um, <laughs> but she's saying she just came out of SOP. Um, and so she's talking about like, you're really not as effed up as you think you are. And I think that's this interesting thing of if I'm not good enough and if I'm too much, the bottom line is, is that I'm effed up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like underneath <laughs> that, it's just totally like effed. you're totally effed, right? And that we actually need to really <laughs> fix ourselves on a, on the daily because we're not enough and we're too much. And yet what she's talking about is that. Um, she says one of the things that stood out for me in the SOP is that every day we create miracles, miracles for ourselves, for others, for the planet, and every day we walk around thinking we need to fix something about ourselves, which pretty much invalidates you being the miracle. So I think that's really, really cool, and and I just think it's super timely that this is showing up on my feed. (laughs) Right in the middle of our show. How perfect is that? How is it better than that? Well, and it's yeah. like I was explaining to you, I was kind of talking through this a little bit right before our show, is like I had a client reach out to me uh, yesterday, and I was having an exchange with him, and he says, can you, because pers- he was feeling like this intensity, like he didn't use that 
that word exactly, but this sort of what felt like havoc or chaos to him. And he said, what can you perceive? Mm-hmm. And what I saw was he was standing next to his the portal or the creation point that would have him step into a whole new world. And it's interesting because, you know, it's so fun to ask for all the things we want in life, right? It's like, oh, I want money and a relationship. And for me, like, I have been, you know, desiring to do live events all over the world. So this year it's actually happening. So guess what's up the most for me this year? Happy day. You know, so it's like I keep what, but from far away, when you have perspective or distance from from the creation point, from that thing actually actualizing, you can look at it and go, oh, look how shiny. Look at that. It's a pretty new car. Lots of money. Oh, travel, blah, 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 right? And we look at it and it looks so sexy. But you get really right up next to that bad boy. And if you could think about, for those of you who watch, like, fantasy series or whatever, like, portals are gnarly shit, you know? When they <laughs> when when they step through, like, in Star Wars and stuff like that, when they go through those time warp things, it's pretty bumpy. It's like, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so when you're Hold right up... Hold on to your a, hat, people. <laughs> when you're right up next to that portal of change, that creation point, it will rock your freaking world. And what I experienced when I was, like, when I I saw that's what was happening for him, and then with you today, when I was, like, um, I was, I actually got the awareness that when we're up against the portal, it begins to kind of rattle our energy. It begins to rattle our bodies. And we actually take those sensations and we call them fear and we call them sadness and we call them anger or we call it hurt or whatever it is that we call it. And then, um, and sometimes we don't even call it that. We just go right to, well, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. This is too much. I'm not enough for this. Or, or I'm too much. If I actually show up in this way that I've actually been asking to show up, what I've actually been asking for, if I actually show up that way, I am going to freak everybody out and everybody's going to leave and I'm going to be too much, right? So we go to one of those, or maybe both, for, for us, I think we vacillate. <laughs> We're on a pendulum swing between enough and not enough. But, like, what if those sensations that you're feeling that your brain has interpreted as enough or not enough, what if that's just telling you, hey, step through the portal now? What if you could receive those sensations, allow it to change you vibrationally, because that's the intent. If you're going through a time warp, if you're going through a portal, if you're going through a creation point, you're changing your frequency. So your body has to change. But, like, if we, and I, I don't know how many times in my life I've come up to the creation point and, like, going, oh, hell no. Backed away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I go to me, I go to the unanswerable question called enough or not enough, instead of going, cool, look at all these sensations. Like, oh, wow, is this the change I've been asking for? Is this the expansion I've been asking for? And how can I receive this in a way that allows me to change the vibration that I be into the vibration that I'm um, wanting to be? I don't know, just a thought. What do you think about that? Mm. Am I waxing poetic over here? 
No, I like I'm actually asking you those questions. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> I'm trying those on right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're being really cute. Remember how I was telling you that this radio show's for me? So uh, <laughs> I'm like asking myself the question, is this the change I've been asking for and feeling into the energy of that? Does that feel light? Um, and it and it does. And it really does feel light. And then what comes up for me is just like, okay, how do you trust the process? You know what I mean? Because like when you get up to that portal and it's so shaky and it feels so intense and it's just so it's just a lot and you really are going like this feels so intense in my body maybe this is just a no maybe this isn't where I'm supposed to go so how do you know what's a no and what's you in the resistance or you in the intensity before the change how do you know the difference The difference between your body saying no to something and the fat and the and the difference between when there's change available is that is that what you're asking? Yeah, so like you're talking about getting up to the portal and it's so intense and it feels so intense uh-huh. in your body and there's all uh-huh. these feelings that come up and those feelings aren't light. And so you would say, oh, well, see, this is a no, so I should go a different direction. But ah, in fact, okay. it's actually. You know, it's mm-hmm. actually the 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 moment before the change. So you really should stay with it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, how do you cool. know the difference? Cool. One of the things that I would ask is if I had no point of view about these feelings, what would I be aware of? Right? Because actually, if um. I have felt feelings, like I've felt sadness, I've felt anger, and I have felt fear, and um, and it's actually been, even though I'm in that feeling in my body, if I'm not resisting it or judging it, um, there's actually, when I ask a question, I can feel lightness, even if I'm in emotional pain. And I have, I have got a couple of, like, real clear examples of asking in a really deep emotional state a question and feeling light and heavy, even though my body is going through emotion. So I don't think emotion has to be heavy. So it's just your judgment about yes. the emotion. Yeah. Uh-huh. I shouldn't be feeling this. Right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of back to you can't be having the wrong experience. Right? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be feeling this. Something must be wrong because I'm feeling this. So it's not the feeling that's heavy. It's not that, because the feeling, all a feeling is is sensation. And, and the more that, um, the more that I play in the, in like really trying to understand what feelings are, I mean, I've been trying, I've been trying to figure out this feeling thing for like, I don't know, maybe 12 years or so now. But where where I've kind of gone like from one extreme to the other with it, um, but where I am now is that basically we have sensations in our bodies with energy moving through our bodies, and then we define it as a feeling, and then when we make that definition, we solidify it. And so I'm moving more and more towards just going into the sensation, and the sensations without judgment are not heavy. 
It's when we call them wrong and sometimes when we define it. So, for instance, if you say I'm sad and you think that's the wrong experience, then you will that's a judgment and that judgment will be the heaviness. But if you actually just feel the sensations of sadness without judgment, there's actually, it's actually pleasurable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. Right. You've, you've probably felt that before. I, um, Oh, I'm just noticing our time. Yeah. I think our producers, <laughs> might, I think our producers might want us to go to break now. What do you think? I think so, darling. But I'm so excited to share this thing, so please come back and listen. (laughs) Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. have you been waiting to uncloak your magic to allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible live your magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind ignite your body and activate the magic that is you if you are ready to radically tap into your desires generate more aliveness in your body and your life then join us at a live your magic event somewhere in the world go to megansalito.com and click on events to learn more today that's m-e-g-a-n-s-i-l-l-i-t-o this is love life and all things weird with host megan silito and suzanne stopper are you scratching your head a bit let's chat Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We are talking about the paradox of feeling not enough and feeling altogether way too much and how much, how many of us um, run that fundamental lie, basically, and how that shuts down our potency and our choices and our expression in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's such a crazy game that we, and when you really think about it, when you think about the, the truth of it, which is it's unanswerable, am mm-hmm. I enough is actually just unanswerable. Who the fuck mm-hmm. can answer it? And based mm-hmm. on what, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like... And being so much is the exactly. same. Exactly. Yes, too much for what? Too much for who? Too much, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so it's like, um, it it it's such the perfect decoy, 
-hmm. Rather than being in the sensation of the intensity of the change that you've been asking for. Mm -hmm. And like one of the... um, one of the show topics that I, I really want to play with, and I'm hoping that it will be next week. Oh, oh, we'll have a pre-record next week because we'll be on a plane to Rome. Um, mm. But the, this, uh, I was listening to an audio of Dane Hears recently where he was saying that basically everything we've ever asked for, the, the creation point actually flashes in and out of existence like kind of constantly around us, right? Everything that we've asked for. And that when we go to trying to prove or we say to the universe, show me, show me that it's possible, or I would add to that we doubt, right? Or we go into some form of not enough, is that we literally, as soon as we do that, the creation point flashes out. But if Mm -hmm. we get really close to that creation point and it's flashing, and we don't go into a prove-it mode, we actually just come right up next to it, the intensity of the energy of that creation point and us will merge and will like kind of like, it's almost like the creation point itself changes our frequency for us to step into that new space, into that new reality. Almost everything that you're asking for, that we're asking for, that we don't have yet, that feels like, wow, like I'm trying to create that. Why is it not coming? It's because that exists at a frequency, an energy, and a space, an energy space and consciousness that you haven't been willing to go to yet because of what that shift would mean and because of the intensity of what it would take your body to shift into that frequency where that is a reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's very interesting when I have clients who have been making like 40000 a year, and then they're like, I'm going to make a million dollars next year, or that's what I'm creating, that's what I'm manifesting, right? Which is cool, like I'm, all right, cool. And, you know, there's a huge vibration change between 4000 and a million. You know, and so there is a radical, radical, radical uh, change that <laughs> that gets to happen, you know, if you're actually going to create that million dollars. And so that's why it's like, you know, a process where I'm coaching around, okay, what feels like a little edgy? What feels like, um, you know, on the other side of doable or like possible, like what would be an edge in that, you know, is it 60 K is it 80 K? Um, you know, what feels a little bit beyond doable and let's lean into that energy upgrade. Let's lean into that vibration, you know, and see what's possible and see what you can create. Right. Yeah. And I think, It's interesting, though, right, because you're so good at helping people with that, but how you actually transform is you go big. You you like, jump into the deep end. And you, I think in part because you're, you're an intense being. You're so intense. And so, like, you love intensity, and you dive into the intensity a lot. And, um... 
And it's funny because I kind of coach the opposite. I kind of coach for making bigger steps, but I tend to be more baby step in my own approach. <laughs> you know, although I do, I do jump out of a uh, pool, you know, jump off of diving boards from time to time and try to figure out if there's water on the way down. I do do that sometimes. Um, and I wonder what would be possible. I like this is just like something that's occurring to me is what if I really allowed myself to experience the intensity, the, the pleasure of intensity, if we could actually shift faster. If intensity wasn't this thing we had to avoid or resist, I wonder if it's, I wonder if we could shift faster. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right? Totally, yeah. It's like you said, the upgrade, like the life, you know, the life that, the life that you want, right the 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 cars the the impact the all of that stuff right there's a certain flow and intensity and frequency there right and it's like i'm over here but i'm unwilling to feel uncomfortable because it feels intense right and so i'm over here baby stepping it right instead of just going huh like what would it take for me to receive this intensity in such a way that I actually could time warp into that new reality, into mm-hmm. that into that new space that I'm creating. And everything that doesn't allow that, I uncreate and destroy. Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. So everywhere you misidentified and misapplied intensity as, a, as any kind of wrongness, either you're not enough, you're too much, you're wrong, you're, um, you're backwards, you're forwards, you're something that is not right, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, buck, all nine, boys, shorts, about it. Anything and everything that doesn't allow us to receive intensity as pleasure and to allow ourselves to be changed in the blink of an eye, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, buck, all nine, boys, shorts, and well, and every. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And I also want to do, you know, everywhere that we're running the double bind of that we're not enough and we're altogether too much. Everywhere we've aligned and agreed and resisted and reacted, both of those, to stay in the double bind. Can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. I think Becky's on the phone for us. Ha Becky! I've been missing her. <laughs> Let's bring. Are we ready to bring her on? Mm-hmm. Cool. Bring on Becky. Hello, Hi, Becky. Becky. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Hello. How are you? I I love this topic today. It's just totally right where I am in my. Mm. In my little life right now, so you, you kind of started answering the question that I was calling in to ask. But like, I find um, that when I get into that, what you're calling intensity, <laughs> it's so overwhelming that it is impossible for me to help myself. To do these things that you're talking about, it's just okay. Just go to bed, Becky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, 
Your what's your question? So my question is what to do when you're in that place because it's so. Uh, at least for me right now, it's so overwhelming that it just I can. There's nothing I can do. It's almost like I just have to lie down and breathe into it, have a meltdown or whatever. It's just so overwhelming that intensity. Have you um, tried to do just that? Lay down and have a meltdown. Well, that is that is yeah, that's what my life is looking like for a while. <laughs> Good awesome. job, you. <laughs> I wonder okay so so this is a this is a metaphor that I think applies because what I'm what I want to say is are you really going into the meltdown like with no judgment are you really going into the are you really receiving like what's happening without judgment are you really just being with it or are you is there some conversation going on called I might be wrong is there some resistance to going into the meltdown, right? Um, so just definitely, yeah, yeah. So good. So everywhere, and I want to do this for all of the listeners. Is everywhere you're judging your meltdowns, <laughs> your overwhelms, your too muches, right? Everywhere that you're judging that, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and men. And it occurs to me to run this, too. What have you made so vital, valuable, and real about judgment that you would punish yourself through all of eternity rather than to choose to be you? Everything that is times a godzillion, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yeah. Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, pot pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. So I did this river trip, a transformational river trip years ago. And um, what I did at the beginning of the trip was I gathered the group around and I had them say their intention for the trip. And then, you know, we're going to allow the river to teach us, to give us energy, information, and awareness about our intent. And so I also asked them what their biggest fear was. And one guy said his biggest fear was that he would fall out of the boat. So guess who fell out of the boat? Guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you three and the first two don't count. So, but the but so the the guy that's the was the actual river guide. He said, "Okay, great. I'm glad you brought that up." He said, "When if you fall out of the boat, somebody probably might fall out of the boat, and if you try to resist it, if you try to fight it, you will probably drown." The what they tell you to do when you fall out of the boat into the river is to put your arms and legs straight up in the air and total surrender. Like almost like a bug, right? Like upside down. Like put your arms and legs up in the air like you just don't care. Like full out surrender. And when the guy fell out of the boat, I watched him do it. It was so beautiful. And he was in this sort of spinning eddy. And when he did that, it popped him out and it tossed him over to the boat. And we grabbed him and pulled him in. <laughs> I was just like freaking amazed i was like oh my gosh and if he would have struggled if he would have fought if he would have resisted he would have drowned but when he went into full surrender instead of oh i shouldn't have fallen out of the boat oh my god i'm gonna die oh, i'll never make it blah 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 he just literally because he was so it's funny because he was so scared 
that he listened to the instructions and did it exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, again, like, you know, we're not having the wrong experience. His fear wasn't even the wrong experience. His fear had to pay attention to what to do, right? And so, and he popped out. And so I've been playing a lot with that. I've actually been masterminding with a friend of mine, Lisa Murray, about this recently, about how can we go into the resistance? How can we go, whatever that resistance is, whether it's overwhelm or I'm not enough, how can we actually receive it as the intensity of pleasure and allow it and and allow the transmutation that's actually trying to take place to take place so that we can move to the other side? It's kind of like we probably all experience like being in procrastination or I don't want to do this and then just allowing ourselves to go play for two or three hours, popping back out into creativity creativity because something in us needed to play something in us needed a different energy so all of that stuff is always guiding us if we're not calling it wrong if we're not judging it yeah i hear you i totally get it so how do we get to that by surrendering so i super super great to talk about it now see what I could do, and then when I get into that very intense place, you know, it's just like, it's just like when you're really sick, you you need someone else to take care of you because you can't make your own chicken soup, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm in that same place where I can't even think straight to, to know what it is I could do for myself or to recognize what this is and just to surrender into it. So my uh, practical step ally over there, what do you got? I have some thoughts, but what do you, you're good at the steps, Suzanne. What do you got? Well, I mean, I guess what I would say is that it, it feels like that you go into that intensity and then you immediately go into judgment that it's wrong, that you're in that intensity. And so then you actually can't surrender. You're just kind of stuck in this place of like feeling all this intensity and then feeling all the judgment you have about being there. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I like for me what I would say is it's it's that tool about um, uh, can I forgive myself for not forgiving myself? Have you heard that tool? Yeah. So it's like in that moment realizing that you're judging the hell out of yourself and saying, okay, and actually leaning into that you're judging the hell out of yourself. Okay. So that would be uh, that would be what I would get curious around, like actually just getting present to your judgment and bringing like 1% more allowance to your judgment and maybe even saying to yourself, you know, I forgive myself for judging myself and not forgiving myself for judging myself, right? And like actually leaning into allowance of the judgment that you're experiencing, and then that loosens it up and opens it up and brings some space to the situation. And then maybe there's more choice. Maybe then 
there's more of like, okay, if I wasn't judging myself so harshly right now, what could I choose as far as surrendering or leaning into this a little bit more? So it's kind of like starting starting with the judgment. Right. I'm judging myself often. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. So I'm in meltdown. And on top of that, I'm judging myself. So for me, it's kind of bringing like this comedy to it because it's so, like I feel so pathetic. You know what I mean? It's like this morning I'm crying up at the cemetery and I feel pathetic. And it's almost like I can't get myself out. And so I'm almost, I'm almost in a way just, laughing at my own patheticness and it brings this energy of space you know because i'm finally showing some allowance and some in a way some kindness because i'm just like wow look at me like this is fun you know like this is great here i am (laughs) you know so but it but it brings some space and then i can choose into something else which for me in that moment was choosing into the peace that was available with the earth because it cried or because the earth cried. It rained all night. And so it cried and then there was peace. And so then I'm like, okay, well, I'm crying. And so now I can choose peace. And so I like followed the earth. And that was my choice in that moment. But it didn't come until I was just, I opened up to kind of the ridiculousness, the silliness the of my judgment and of my being in my stuff does that make sense yep cool yeah so becky will you stay on the line i actually have some thoughts to add to what suzanne said but we got to go on a little breaky break for just a minute right now so um hang on can you hang on for another couple minutes i can fantastic We'll go to break, and we'll be back in a couple minutes talking to Becky. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body, and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, 
Call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We're doing some fun, fun things in the chat room. If you guys haven't come to the chat room and you're listening to the show, why not? Like, it is so fun. It's like a party within the party. Um, yeah, so Megan didn't even know what AF meant, like as fuck, right? So, like, she's like, AF? Question mark? Like, what do you mean I'm intense AF? <laughs> so, well, first of all, I'm getting, I'm getting called out on being intense in the chat room. Yes. They're like, Megan, yes, um, you're intense too. You're intense. And I was like, I am. And then there's like AF. And I was like, what's AF? <laughs> yeah. So I think it's really cute in our relationship because um, Megan likes to say things about me, right? Like, you know, that I'm, that I tend towards controlling and that I tend towards, you know, all this stuff and that I'm a planner and like, she tends to like call me out on these things, which are not necessarily untrue. I'm going to own all of those things from one, you know, from time to time and that I'm intense and that I'm passionate and all this stuff that she likes to talk about with regards to me. And it's just so cute and fun because then like, after years, she realizes that, that she's that, too. <laughs> really? It's really, really cute. Really? what you want to tell the people? Yeah, it's really cute because then, you know, you're like, what? Me? Intense? What? Like, Suzanne's the intense one. What are you talking about? I'm intense. And then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I am. I'm really, really intense. <laughs> so I just love it that I'm not the only one, you know, that can like say these things and it doesn't even actually matter if I if I say these things it doesn't really go over well so I love it that we have Mary in the chat room saying uh Megan (laughs) (laughs) thanks Mary (laughs) well you know the the familiar uh saying you spot it you got it (laughs) uh-huh uh-huh okay but anyways back back to Becky Becky Becky, hello (laughs) I'm still here (laughs) fantastic one of the things that was coming to me there's a couple things there was actually some um some ideas in the chat room i thought i would bring out for you but the big thing that i saw was like when we're in so the question is can an infinite being ever get overwhelmed yeah i guess hello i guess no i guess no yeah Yes, you guess no. No for the win. No No for the win, right? So when we're overwhelmed, we're actually in a persona. We might be, we might actually be in a four-year-old persona or a six-year-old persona or, you know, a mommy's little helper persona or whatever that is. Like, if you feel overwhelmed, then essentially you are seeing yourself as smaller than whatever is up in your world and because it, it feels bigger to you. It feels bigger than us when we're in that overwhelmed place. So one of the things that, um, that I would suggest to do is bring your barriers down 
right? Even, and I think it will also help the forgiveness process that Suzanne shared with you. It'll help you access it better. Is if you brought your barriers down and you just expanded into your infinite self, which is that, um, you know, sensing and feeling yourself moving in all directions, including down into the earth, up into the sky, right, left, front, and behind, for you might start reaching out a mile, 10 miles, 20 miles, 50 miles, 100 miles, 1,000 miles, 10,000 miles, 20,000 miles, 30,000 miles, 50,000 miles in all directions. Now, some people, when they do infinite being, they go out a million miles in all directions. I'm just kind of taking you in that direction. Because when you actually can access your infinite self and you begin to practice operating from that place, any sort of portal you might be stepping through or thing you might be stepping through will always feel smaller than you because as an infinite being, there's nothing bigger than you. There's nothing more potent than you. There's nothing that's going to stop you. The only the only person big enough to stop you, potent enough to stop you, is you. So when you can, when we can practice accessing the infiniteness of us, right, we can, um, we can then shift it shifts overwhelm so fast right and then you're in a space to receive whatever's occurring in a different way in a deeper way and you know something something um that came up in the chat room is somebody said that's why i have a coach that's why i go to trainings that's why i have a coach is because i don't always remember that it's like that's why we do this show is so people can call in and remind themselves of tools and hey what can i do different and like you know i listen to classes and i listen to meditations and i and i swim and i do all kinds of things as a touchstone to remind myself of who i really am and so that who i really am can actually be addressing this said problem <laughs> instead of like my 4 year old trying to figure out you know how i'm going to make money Right. A lot of times when people feel overwhelmed about money, it's because they're stuck in a child self with money. And so money feels really overwhelming to a four year old, but not to a 44 year old. Right. Cool. Yes. Thank you. Yes to all of those things. Yes. Yes. So what is it that you need? Like what I would what I would maybe have you do when you get off the call here is like, what actually does support look like to you? What are your touchstones that remind you of your bigger self, your infinite self? And um, can you start putting that in place and today? Right. Well, I called into the show. Yeah, you did. <laughs> good job, you. Good, good job. Yeah, thanks for doing the show every week, ladies. Mm-hmm. It is very helpful. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You're so cute. I love it that you call in. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know you're so brave that there's, mm-hmm. like, between us, I don't know how much we figured out, hon, but between us we're like $600 an hour or something. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know why more people don't call in, so good job, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> we're, kind of, we're pretty good at this shit, you know? <laughs> yes you are awesome thank you guys mm-hmm. you're welcome thank you Becky <laughs> she's so cute so what mm. do you have to say about that huh like you're the one that like taught me about touchstones recently like I've known that 
But, like, of course I forget because, you know, it's what I do. But, like, you know, what is it that we can put in place that can remind us of the infinite being that we are? There's no way we can be not enough or too much. And to to have to really practice that um, willingness to step into the intensity that is change. Yes, because what I would say is, if you like, if your foundation at your core is okayness, then as you move through life and get close to these portals, then you can actually weather that portal better. If your foundation is is shaky, then you're going to get like tossed about a lot more. So touchstones are practices, processes, um, particular choices that you can make on the daily that bring you back to your essence self, that bring you back to being embodied, that bring you back to center groundedness. And that can be... Like for me, it's a bath. I've been taking baths my whole life. It feels really, really warm and very nurturing to me. Um, and so I've done it my since I was a tiny little girl, and I still do because it brings me back to my body and it brings me back to the womb, and it feels good. And so what other practices do you have? Um, being in nature is another one for me. Like, you know, I was in my shit this morning and I went right up to the cemetery, right, where there's so much beauty and so much, so many trees, so much nature that I can bask in that energy. So, you know, when, like, what touchstones do you have that you, you know, maybe let go of when you get stressed or overwhelmed? And what how can you put those into your daily life? Another one for me is space, like having enough space. Um, you know, like Megan talked about swimming, um, dancing, um, journaling, uh, talking to a friend, um, you know, creation. Like, you know, even just doing the show has shifted my energy, right? So I started with feeling my feelings, going into nature going into creation. So now I'm in a whole different place than I was at the beginning when I first woke up this morning. So those, so what are your touchstones? And start putting those in your life. And we will see you next week for more Love Life and All Things Weird. Thanks for showing up. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.